0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Wolfpacker Show. My name is Ethan McDowell. I'm your host, and I am joined, as I always am, every week by Noah Fleischman. We're here to break down the upcoming matchup with Marshall, scheduled for Saturday, 2 p.m. kickoff on the CW Network, NC State's second game on the CW Network this season. And, um, you know, this is a Sunbelt opponent, which Noah – based thanks to his previous job has a lot of expertise on that conference so we're, he's going to be able to break it down in depth for us and um we're gonna just kind of talk through the matchups, some key you know things we're looking for in this game as nc state kind of faces a juncture where you know you either come out of this one four and two or you're 300 five you're 500 at three and three so important game coming up it's a challenging opponent even though it's a group of five team and we're going to talk through all of it Before we do that, quick housekeeping note. Um, We're both writers for the Wolfpacker.com. That's NC State's site on the On3 network. Um, It is only $1 to join our site for premium access to recruiting scoops, team news for um, men's and women's basketball and football. We have full coverage of Noah's got a really exciting feature story on MJ Morris coming out tomorrow and, um, you know, there's been a lot of MJ Morris discussion this week. It's on, on our message board. It is heavily featured on the front page of our website, um, whether it's, you know, him talking to the media, Dave Dorn talking about him, or just our analysis of how he's going to fit into this offense. It's all there. Mo- most of it's free, but the premium stuff is only $1 to see as well. So go check it out. It's the Wolfpacker.com. And, um, yeah, if, if you subscribe to us through YouTube, let us know on the message board. All right, but well, let's go ahead and dive into it, Noah. Before we get into Marshall, the headline of the week has obviously been MJ Morris taking over as starting quarterback. At this point, we've talked to his teammates, we've talked to Coach Dorn, we've talked to MJ. Now that you've spent a you know a few days thinking over this change and think about what it means for NC State, where are you at on um, NC State's decision to move forward with MJ Morris as QB one? Yeah, you know, we
1: talked about this, you know, a couple days ago when they named him the starting quarterback, but I think that, you know, the future is now. Obviously, he gives them a really good chance to win now, but he also gives them a really, really good chance to win in the future too. And I think that that's really positive to see. I mean, MJ Morris, this is a guy who, you know, I have a story come out, you know, as you talked about this this feature that I've been working on and talking to all these high school coaches and people that know him really well. You know, this isn't anything new starting in the middle of the year. He did it last year. Coming in for you know an injured Devin Leary, but in high school he did the same thing as freshman year. He didn't really play much until five games to go. Gets inserted as a starting quarterback, takes them to the playoffs, win a couple of games there in Georgia, which you know it's really hard to do at that you know six A classification. So he's no stranger to being becoming a starter in the middle of the season, earning the opportunity to do it. He did it in high school. He did it last year. He's doing it again now, um, and I think that this that this is you know a comfortable spot for him. It's also a chance for him to keep the job for the next two and a half years, right. The rest of this season, plus, you know, two more years. So I think there's a lot, a lot of cool, good things to see from MJ Morris. Um, he's comfortable. He seems really loose and excited to, to be in this spot. And then I don't think any moment is too big for him. I think that, you know, they say that a lot, but when you think about where he's come from, he's played in Georgia, he's played, you know, with some of the best players in the country Um. I, I think that'll be a that it's okay. I mean, this is a guy who was once, you know, the number one recruit at one point. In his sophomore year, um, you know, I think that this is this is a spotlight he's been looking for. He gets the opportunity to take the reins of this team. We'll see how he does, but I think that you know, it may be some growing pains right now, but it's just going to pay off next year, and especially for
0: his senior year too. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man, I was going back and I was watching the Wake Forest game. I was watching the Virginia Tech game and the Boston College game, the three games where he played the most last season. And man, he is talented. He is a talented passer. And just the command he had over the football coming in as he had been on campus for like four months when he kind of emerged into that starting role two thirds of the way through last season. And um, he, he throws a beautiful deep ball he made good decisions uh, aside from, you know, a couple freshman mistakes here or there that are to be expected. And um, now, I mean, you get a full year of development and, uh, you know, just he's a year older, year wiser. And um, he's told me today when he was talking to us at uh, media availability, he was like, I feel like a full second faster on the field right now. So, Hey, he's, he's got all the talent in the world. He was a highly touted recruit, had offers from a ton of Power Five schools for a reason. Now we're going to get to see what that looks like as a more experienced player. Um, see how he handles, you know, the big stage. But shoot, everyone we've talked to is so confident in him. It's it's hard not to um, ha- have confidence in MJ going into this game because everyone we've talked to is just so so um, has so much faith in the sophomore going forward. And um, MJ, we, we we were talking about it with um, Jacarius Peak, the redshirt freshman offensive tackle. I a- asked him um, just what's he like as a leader this week. What have you seen from him? And Jacarius was kind of like, like he, he's been he's been a leader. Like th- it's not new. Like he, he even though he was not the starting quarterback, I think he had a leadership role on this team. And it's not like this is going to be some sudden transition for him. And I, I believe based on what Julian Gray said yesterday. Like he, he was already getting practice reps with the starters too. Julian um, Gray made it sound like he, they had already practiced together, so they already had an idea of um, you know what to expect from MJ and what he'll look like in that offense. So it's exciting. I'm really looking forward to it too for this year. And um, you know, looking beyond that, I've spoken to a few of NC State's class of 2024 and 2025 commits today and um, they're excited about it too. There's a lot of excitement around um, this move. I think it's going to provide the spark um, for this team, for the fan base, and in recruiting. So it it definitely adds a little more excitement to this season. We'll see how it translates to the field on Saturday, though. And speaking of the field on Saturday, let's get into Marshall. Thundering Herd are undefeated this season. They have a Power 5 win over Virginia Tech. And they are the number twenty tw- number twenty two scoring defense in the country, at I believe a shade over fifteen points per game. Yeah, fifteen point six seven points per game so far this season. So that's a formidable unit to go against for MJ in his first start. He'll be in Carter Finley Stadium, but um, you know this is a team that you know they're not going to back down because they're playing some ACC school. That Marshall knows they can come in and win this game. And I believe the spread is down to around seven point five or around something like that. So, Noah, what are you looking for with Marshall? What kind of concerns you about this matchup with the Thundering Herd for Saturday?
1: Yeah, you know this is a team that you talk about. They had success playing the ACC stadium. They played at Virginia or they played against Virginia Tech at home this year and beat them. They went to Notre Dame last year, came out with the win in that one, twenty six to twenty. So they're not afraid of walking into a hostile environment. You play at Notre Dame Stadium. I mean, that's as hostile an environment as you're going to find in college football, and they're going to you know have it here at NC State this weekend. But one thing that's interesting about this Marshall defense is, yes, that you know they're one of the top scoring defenses in the country, but they struggled last week against Old Dominion, who started a new quarterback. They Old Dominion makes makes a change at quarterback, plays Jack Shields, and he. They, he looked good. They were I think ODU was up 21-3 at one point in that game. Marshall storms back thanks to their offense. ODU's defense isn't great. They do have Jason Henderson who leads the team in tackles, uh, country in tackles, but you know, as a whole, I think Marshall's offense kind of helped them win that game. They came back and you know, knock off ODU in, in conference play. Um so it's interesting. They have a really good scoring defense. Um they also struggled with Albany to start the year. So it's interesting, but 41-35 win last week against an ODU team who's, you know, in the bottom 30 teams in the FBS. Um, I, I don't know, you know, what that what that really says. So, I mean, it could have been an off week for them. It could have been, you know, their defense isn't that good. I don't know. We'll find out. But, I mean, Marshall's defense has good players on it. Um, that is for sure. I mean, when you look at, you know, defense, people stick out all over it. I mean, you people have – Trying to pull it up here. Sam Burton has four sacks on the year for them. Um, and you just keep going down the list. There's guys that, you know, it's a pretty balanced defense. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 guys that have 10 or more tackles this year. So a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, tacklers around the field. So that'll be interesting too, but um, they're good. I don't think it's the best defense that NC State has seen this year. And they're obviously going to see a lot better defenses than ACC play. But it's it's definitely you know one of the top you know 30 defenses in the country. Um, but we'll we'll just see what happens with yeah, well, it.
0: Yeah, what stood out to me going through Marshall's defense, was just they're experienced. They're not only talented, yep. but they have a ton of experience. Um, Sam Burton, he's a redshirt senior, he has four sacks and 16 total tackles. Um, and then Owen Porter, you know, on the other, other side, he's a six-three, two hundred and thirty-seven-pound redshirt senior. And he has um, three and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, and he has only missed one tackle attempt this year. I believe this, that's the same stat for Burton as well. They've both only missed one tackle. So they're experienced, sound football players coming off the edge. And um, shoot, then like their best corner, Micah Abraham, he, uh, he has very solid PFF grades this season, and that's after um, getting you know, picked as a preseason fourth-team All-American by Phil Steele and he was a preseason all-sun belt of selection as well. So he's a really talented player. Uh per pff opponents have thrown at him 14 times, completed six passes for 90 yards, but he's only given up 6 yards after a catch. I think that's stat's usually pretty useful cuz it shows you how wide open that guy is. So on those um catches it seems like you know Abraham's right there, he's making the tackle, preventing any um you know further damage. So They've got a really talented defense, but you know, the player that concerns me by far the most is someone that Peyton Wilson called the best, maybe the best running back in the country. Rasheen Ali. He is an extremely talented back. He has 475 yards on 91 carries this year, nine touchdowns. Uh, Every single one of Marshall's rushing touchdowns this year was scored by Ali. So he is that entire running game. Uh, their quarterback can move around a little bit too, but um, Ali, you know, he's the feature back there. Um, in the win over Virginia Tech earlier this year, he had 174 rushing yards. So he is really talented. It's kind of similar to the matchup they had with Jar Jordan last, last week, where uh, Ali, he's a tough physical runner. And when he, when he gets to that second level, like bye, he's gone. Like you're not going to catch him. Uh, Like we've talked about, NC State has allowed a few explosive rushing plays this year, but they've put in the effort to chase down the guy and catch him. It's going to be tough to do with Ali. But, I I mean, shoot, we talked to to, uh, Coach Gibson today, and he was talking about how just how much the defense has improved, especially just stopping the run this season. He said, I believe, the Louisville game was the first game they played up to his standard in that department. So Noah, with Marshall's offense, just what do you see over there? What are you looking for from the thundering herd?
1: Yeah, their offense really runs through Rasheed Ali. You talked about him having four hundred seventy-five rushing yards this year. Well, he averages one hundred eighteen a game, and they only have three people that have recorded a rushing yard this year. He has the most by far—ninety-one attempts. Camp Fancher, their quarterback, has forty-three. And then Ethan Payne, a reserve, has seventeen attempts. So the running game goes through Rasheed Ali. He has also scored. At least two rushing touchdowns in every single game so far this season through their first four games. He's got nine total touchdowns, you know, on the ground this year. So that's kind of their offense. But the interesting thing is he's coming off an injury last year. Um, and he didn't play much a year ago. And you think that there's a drop-off, right, when he's that good. They had but they had a Florida State transfer, Kahan Lyborn, who was even better than Rashid Ali was this year and, and and you know, is now in the NFL, the 49ers. So I think that's one. Um their passing game isn't you know, that threatening. Yes, I mean, it's good. Cam Fancher's thrown for for 890 yards. He's completing 70% of his passes, four touchdowns, um, 222 yards a game. But they're really leaning on the run, uh, you know, for the most part. They don't really have, you know, a they have two receivers that have more than 10 catches. Everybody else is is under, you know, 10 catches. So it shows you they lean on the run and lean on those outside receivers a little bit. So I think, you know, this is an opportunity for NC State's defense to really buckle down again this week um, like they did against Louisville. I think if you hold Marshall to 20 rushing lines like they did against Louisville, good chance you're winning this game by a decent margin just because Cam Fancher, he is a good quarterback. He's 10-1 and one as a starter at Marshall, but he's not Jack Coleman. If, if you make them one-dimensional, he will make mistakes and, and, and NC State will be able to capitalize on them.
0: Absolutely. And yeah, you, you touched on their receivers. Um, their leading receiver is actually a tight end, Cade Conley. Um, I'm sure that saying that sentence um, led to some groans from NC State fans because they have struggled defending tight ends so far this year. But um, I thought they kind of have started to you know solve those woes a little bit last year um, against Louisville. Louisville's tight ends had five catches for 40 yards, so I think they're starting to you know figure that out. And that comes along with, um, as you know, Sean Brown and Bishop Fitzgerald continue to develop, um, in now you get, um, Devin Boykin back as well. Um, it sounds like, so that, that I think NC state will continue to make strides in that area and, um, plug one of the um, few weaknesses in this pack defense. All right. Before we get into predictions and all that fun stuff, let's give, just one key to the game, Noah. What is one key for NC State beating Louisville? I mean, not Louisville. I'll take Marshall. Sorry. Marshall, yes.
1: The thundering herd. Um, I don't know if they would like being
0: – I mean, they might like being
1: compared to Louisville. Louisville pretty good team right now, but they are too. I think, you know, I'll take the obvious one, stopping the run. It's basically a key, you know, against a team that's going to lean on the run as much as, you know, Marshall does. Um, but it will be evident. I mean, we – we I talked to, you know, Charles Huff, you know, earlier this week, the head coach at Marshall, who, you know, has experience. You know, he's a former running backs coach at Alabama. He's an experienced guy. But, you know, talk about, you know, how good NC State's defense is and how good their team is. So I think stopping the runs is going to be, you know, crucial. You you, make a team one-dimensional, there's a lot better chances that whoever, that defense that can turn an offense one-dimensional can win the game. So we saw last week they made Louisville beat them through the air and they did enough through the air to win. I don't think that Marshall, you know, offense has enough. If you take them, their running game out. I don't know if they have enough to, to move the ball that much against, you know Peyton Wilson led defense that you know is just absolutely outstanding right now so that's uh key number 1 what do you think Ethan
0: oh i'm going with um protecting mj morris for sure i mean you look at the stats so far for marshall they're averaging 4 sacks per game and that's given it's against you know not the best competition even virginia tech i'm not sure that offensive line is um you know tremendous but you know, nc state's offensive line played its worst game of the season last year um Brennan Armstrong dropped back 35 times and Louisville generated 17 quarterback pressures. That's not good. Armstrong did a good job to extend extend plays. He only took two sacks. But um, you know, I don't know what we're going to see f- as far as that goes from MJ. Like, you know, his numbers last year, it when he when he was under pressure dropped dramatically his um, you know, average yards per target under pressure was you know in around the four yard range so you know who knows it's a freshman compared to a sophomore we'll probably see a jump in that area but it's gonna be really important to protect MJ give him time to throw and minimize those sophomore mistakes in his first start I'm um, getting Dylan McMahon back will be huge he's expected to return this week at center so you can slide on Linden Cooper out to guard and you know, go from there. But, you know, the, the line has to step up a little bit and, and we'll see how it goes. But um, you have to get MJ in a rhythm. You can't make things super hard on him. We, we just have to see how he handles, you know, a pretty impressive defensive front. All right. And we'll be right back with predictions. But first, a word from our sponsor, Game Time. Game Time is a ticket buying and selling marketplace. Um, you can find it on at GameTime.co or on the GameTime app. Um, it's pretty much for everything, whether it's a game, a concert, you know, comedy show, whatever you're looking for, GameTime has the opportunity to buy or sell tickets for it. Um, it's super easy to use. Um, I have the GameTime app. I use the GameTime app. Um, my favorite thing about it is when you log on to it, you can see exactly the place you'll be sitting um, from your seat. I'll hold it up. To the camera for those watching on YouTube. This is for NC State's game against UNC. And you can see exactly where you'd be sitting. sitting. Right now, they say the best deal is an $121 ticket in section 30 or seat 31 row Y. So it looks like a pretty good view. But the cheapest ticket, they have that, they have it listed by price for everyone listening for the looking for the best bargain. It's $117. So you know, high demand on that ticket, so go check it out. I know it's a long way until we get there, but uh, those tickets are a hot commodity right now. So go check it out. Go to GameTime.co, not .com, it's .co, or download the GameTime app, and then go check out, um, and when you make your first purchase, uh, use code WOLFPACK, all caps WOLFPACK, and you get $20 off that purchase. It's a good deal. It's a good app, a good service that um, you know, I use myself. So go check it out and let's get back into it, Noah. Marshall versus NC State in Carter-Finley Stadium, 2 p.m. Let's start with the spread. The spread right now, as I can find it on Action Network, is six and a half. I believe it opened a little higher than that. Correct, Noah? Was it around seven?
1: Around seven, seven and a half various places. So it's, it's fallen about a point to half a point.
0: Yeah. So, so Noah, let's break it down. Uh Is NC State going to cover that spread, or um, how do you see this going? Yeah, I I
1: think they do cover this spread. I think um, it's a good rebound week for NC State. They had a winnable game against Louisville that they didn't get. They're looking for a spark with MJ Morris. The team, I think, will rally around MJ Morris um, just because he re-energizes them, as we talked about earlier, just a new face, everything there. I think they cover. I think that they win by more than a score. I truly think they win – 24 to 10. Two-touchdown game. I think, you know, they're going to get the get, – we already know what the defense can do. It's about what the offense can do, and I think the offense will come out firing, be able to keep that going for 60 minutes. You know, they played well in the first half, as well as they could, I think, you know, with the struggles they were having. It just fell off completely in the second half against Louisville. But I think that they can, you know, sustain whatever they do in the first half. I think they'll be able to sustain that to the second half, put up 24 points, and, and that, that'll be enough with the kind of defense that the that Wolfpack back
0: yeah, and you talked about the spark, and I do think that's worth something. I know it's not like a tangible thing. It's not something you can measure. But I think having MJ back there is going to provide a little boost to this team. I think they're going to start strong offensively. I think instate State comes out and jumps out to an early lead, and that kind of forces Marshall to have to air the ball out more, and that's not going to go well for them. I think NC State will shut them down defensively. I had a prediction out earlier in the week for um I think I had Marshall scoring um, 17. I'm bumping that down and 14 points max for the Thundering Herd. Maybe they break off a couple long runs, but that's about it on um, on Saturday. So I think MJ, you know, keeps this in the, uh, you know, mid to high 20s. Maybe something we look at something like a 27-13 win. I think uh, the Wolfpack will, you know, take some steps forward. MJ's arm talent is going to pop. Fans will be very impressed by it. I I am very excited for fans to be able to see how talented MJ is. There will be some, you know, underclassmen mistakes, but, you know, NC State will live with those growing pains. I think they won't be too much to prevent any sort of win here, and I think that line is a little too low. So give me NC State to cover, and, um, you know, breaking down the uh, over-under here is at 44. four and a half. Uh, that's not, you know, that's not that high, but um, I, I guess we both project the uh, under there. If I'm doing my math right. yeah, It's in a
1: strong suit, but I would I had the under, so.
0: So, all right. You know, I don't, I wouldn't take our um, betting advice as gospel, but um, you know, go, go, you know, put a little money on the under and for NC state to cover. If you're interested in that sort of thing. All right, let's go through it. Who was leading NC State in rushing on Saturday? You can't say Brennan Armstrong anymore, who was kind of our default answer because he had been so much of this team's ground game. And now we have to get a little more creative. Noah, who do you got? I got Michael Allen.
1: I think this is an opportunity to get some young guys involved. He he he's shown that he can run the ball, right? Sometimes they just stop giving it to him. You know, leave him out of rotation. Sometimes just start passing the ball a little bit more. Um, but in a game where MJ Morse, they're going to want to keep him on his feet as much as possible. He can run, but he's not Brennan Armstrong. They're going to have to establish a ground game. And I think that he's got it to get us going. Um, he's dynamic. He can run up and down the field a little bit. So I think, you know, Michael Allen, if Kendrick Ruffiel was healthy, I would pick him, but it doesn't seem like he's uh, healthy enough to play this week based on what Dave Doran said Monday.
0: Yeah. It sounds like it's not a super long-term thing, but um, Dorn also didn't say anything about him returning this week. So I'm going with Michael Allen as well. He's the clear choice. Um, He's the feature back with Kendrick Hurt. So it'll be Michael and then Delbert Mims. I'm splitting carries. But, you know, I feel like I've been picking it every week, but I'm going to say it again. Michael Allen's going to break a long run. He is due for that explosive play, and it's going to come this week. Um, And he will lead NC State in rushing. But I think it is going to be a – I think for the rest of the season, it's going to be a pretty pass-heavy offense. Um, So just get ready for that. Be prepared. And – I think they'll use MJ on on the ground a little bit, but um, yeah, he can he can move. He's he's elusive. Um, but I don't think he's the same caliber of runner as Brendan Armstrong. So I think we'll see state rely a little more on the passing game moving forward. And speaking of the passing game, Noah, the leading receiver, who's going to you know catch the most patch- passes and rack up the most yards? Yeah,
1: I think. It's an interesting choice here because MJ Morris has played with both the ones and the twos this year. He's played with almost every receiver that's going to play, right, you know, in practice and things like that. He knows a lot of them. Some of them are in his recruiting class. I'm going to say another breakout game for Terrell Timmons. He looked really good last week with Brennan Armstrong. He's in the same recruiting class as MJ Morris. He's on the second on the two deep, so they're playing a lot together at practice, you know, throughout the year. Give me Terrell Timmons to lead him. I think he gets a couple big gains like he had last week and uh, maybe not a lot of receptions, but he'll probably he'll I think he'll lead them in a receiving yard category.
0: Cool. Yeah, you you stole my pick, actually. <laughs> because if, if you go back and look at last year, um when you know MJ and Terrell were both freshmen, uh, they kind of both broke into the lineup at the same time and they had an instant connection because similar to what you hinted at, they, you know, they they were practicing together for most of the year. And they showed off an instant connection. Um, Terrell was catching deep balls. Um, he knew how to time, you know, his routes and his jumps to MJ's passes. And they clearly have a connection. And I think that's a really smart pick. I think he could absolutely lead NC State in receiving yards. Um, I'm going with KC. Just a bounce back game from the freshman. I think that uh, you, know, you know, Coach Dorn pointed it out. They need to get the ball in his hands more. That just has to happen. You cannot have a game like Louisville where. Casey, your best uh, receiver had three targets. That just can't happen. So I think they're going to get him involved early and often. I think he's going to be a little bit of like a, a safety net kind of for um, for MJ. A lot of quick routes, a lot of um, you know yards after the catch opportunities for the true freshman. And we'll um, we'll see how he does with that. But I think he'll bounce back and really impress. All right, another one where we've had some consistent answers. But Noah, who's going to lead NC State in tackles?
1: Uh, It's basically been a repetitive thing this year. Through five games, only one guy has done it, and we're going to keep on that train. Peyton Wilson will lead him in tackles. But I do think there will be another guy that is close to him in tackles this week. And I think it's going to be the same position. I think... I think Caden Fordham is going to be back again. In a kind of a run defense situation. He's the guy. If Sean Brown is playing the whole game, I think he'd be, pretty, he'd be up there with Peyton Wilson, but he's out for the first half. So I think Peyton Wilson, but, uh, you know, Caden Fordham
0: could be right behind him. Yeah, we haven't mentioned um, Sean Brown's targeting suspension yet. Um, it was a marginal call. Um, Noah and I have both kind of agreed. Like, you know, it's it's probably shouldn't. It shouldn't be targeting. It shouldn't be. I, I feel pretty strongly about that. It is consistent with the way it's been officiated this season. And, and State appealed it, and the appeal got denied. I'm a little surprised by that, too. I feel like the, um, the league has been pretty lenient on overturning those first-half suspensions, but they didn't for Sean. So he'll miss the first two quarters, but come in and be ready to contribute in the second half. Um, he's been awesome. Um, Coach Gibson you know, had a ton of praise for him today. He's been really good. Uh, for the Wolfpack over the last few games. And um, I'm going to go with, like, I I agree, you know, Peyton Wilson. He's the Buckeyes national linebacker of the month. There might not be a better linebacker in the country right now. He's probably going to lead the team in tackles. Um, Just want to give a a shout-out to um, Devin Boykin, who really was doing some really good work in run defense early in the season. Um, So I'm going to say he's going to be up there, too, out of the safety spot. I think they're going to be able to – keep the safeties a little more close to the box because I don't think Marshall's like a huge threat to beat them deep. So they'll be able to stack the box and Devin will get in there and, you know, uh, upon his return um, create some havoc in the, in the box there, stopping the run. All right. Um, Noah, before we head out one bold prediction.
1: Bold prediction NC state under three sacks because Marshall's only given up two all year. So under three sacks,
0: That is a bold prediction. I like that one. I'm going to go with them more than three forced turnovers. I think they are going to be able to force, um, you know, Marshall into a tough situation where they're going to have to be one dimensional and their quarterback is, um, you know, is a little turnover prone. And I think they're going to you know, force them into some mistakes, maybe a cu- couple interceptions and a couple fumbles. And the defense is going to, hold up its part of complimentary football. It's going to give MJ some short fields to work with that. um, I think he'll take advantage of and keep this game as a blowout for um, most of it. All right. Well, Noah, we hit the half hour mark pretty much exactly. Um, Thank you everyone for watching. And uh, you know, we're going to have updates throughout the week in the run up to kickoff. So check us out on the wolfpacker.com again for our premium content We've posted a few recruiting scoops up there over the past couple of days. Um, they just had an official visitor up there who is trending heavily towards NC State right now. Go check it out. And um, it's only $1 for all of that. So doesn't get much cheaper than that. Please go check it out. And thanks to our sponsor Game Time as well. We will be back on Sunday right after the game to, you know, break down everything that happened talk through everything, and we'll have so much game day and post-game content up on thewolfpacker.com. Thank you so much for watching. Please subscribe, like, comment, share. It means a lot to us. And, um, yeah, we'll talk to you later this week. Thanks for watching.